Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, Uh, and so I watch them so that you don't have to. We are... Missing our Henley this week. So sad. She is not feeling well. So and sad. she's going to be so, so sad. So sad. <laughs> um, she's going to be absolutely devastated to hear that this movie heavily features a gazebo. Heavily? <laughs> yes. Oh. It's, they say gazebo a whole bunch of times. God damn. It's in a crucial plot point. But before we Incredible. get to that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and apologies to Henley for missing that. Did anything scary happen to you this week, Emily? Um, okay, so here I, I think you think you know what oh, I'm going to talk about. I think you think you know what I'm going to talk about. Oh my god! Let's be honest. Let's be honest <laughs> when we when it's revealed. Um, okay, I thought that last night I was going to have to watch Event Horizon. Guess what, oh. Sammy? I didn't watch it. Oh my god! I didn't watch it. I avoided a scary. Um, so that's great for me. I never want to watch it, and I think I never will. Um, but something I did watch in the past little over a week, sorry, I'm cheating, uh, is the movie Titanic. Um, <laughs> saw it for the first time in my life. It, I can't I'm not over it um <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it I can't stop comparing things to it uh Joel made a joke that it's like it doesn't matter if it took you until now to see it that just like it being a a, a millennial woman it's just like you were destined to be obsessed with Titanic there's like no escaping it yeah. um it's so good. It's so it's like it, I actually think it's the, I think it might be the best movie ever made. I think it's the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and like really what I, the aftermath for me, I guess, and sort of what made me think about like, did anything scary happen to you is I feel like like a part of me is fundamentally changed in terms of. Like, you know, I don't like watching things. <laughs> I don't like watching things I haven't already seen. I don't like watching things that are going to make me feel emotions. I would yeah. rather watch, you know, Mission Impossible uh, for the 30th time. And this week I've been like, should we watch new movies that I should we watch like Oscar contender? Should we like I was like, I almost put on After Sun yesterday and it's like, what? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, so that's the kind of movie that's like, yeah, I'll see it eventually. But I'm never trying to see it. But now I'm like, oh, I guess there's merit to good movies. And I guess they're worth watching. And even like. I'm like, oh, I can't watch a long movie. That's fine. I, like Titanic was three hours and 15 minutes. Like if I can and do that. And it felt like a perfect length. And I want to watch it again. <laughs> and again and again and again and again. I need to make up for lost time. I just can't. 
I guess I just can't believe how good the movie Titanic is and and that like I maybe maybe never going to stop thinking about it ever for the rest it's, of my life. I think about it all the time as well. Um, I mean, especially these past couple weeks, listeners, we did a bonus episode on it. And yes, we just talked about it for two hours more. and I still have more to say. I have more I to talk say. Truly forever. It's just so very good. And I, 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 it came out 25 years ago and I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I can't get over it. Um, you should watch After Sun, though. Please watch After Sun. Okay. Yeah, I will. Um, I'm. I think I will. <laughs> no promises. No, I will. I have to because, you know, good movies are good, apparently. That's right. So this is a big discovery. It's huge. I'm really happy for you. And you're correct. You. That's not what I thought you were going to talk about. OK, yeah. OK. Thank you for your honesty. Let's see if I know what I think you're going to talk about. OK. Um, I some people might say this is not scary. And okay, most well, people would probably be right. But what is scary is how much time I spend on my phone. Oh. And something, a hot tip that I discovered this week. I saw someone that changed their phone to black and white. And so I did that to my phone. And it's like affects the amount of dopamine you get from scrolling because it's in black and white and it feels less exciting and it's like drastically changed how much how easy how much easier it is for me to put my phone down like I get bored much more quickly now because it's black and white and it's boring it's boring and you can't online shop because like well I don't know what color any of these things are oh my god wait so like Instagram's black and white you like don't know what people are wow I'm gonna start posting like color charts to fuck with you I won't do that. I I did play I did play Wordle on it and it was so bad because I didn't know which letters were right. <laughs> I still got there eventually, but I I mixed up the yellow and the green. And of so course, yeah. I uh, fucked that up. Wow. Is this just like a setting, or do you have to download something? It's a setting. You go into settings no and way. accessibility, display and text size, color filters, turn it to grayscale. And it's like annoying to turn it on and off. So it helps you keep it on longer. Whoa. But I do turn it off sometimes. And Can you like time it? No. So like during the day? No. And it's... Apple, if you're listening, I would love for that option. And they for are. The next. <laughs> Apple, yeah. the corporation. And everybody the involved. The corporation. Yep. All of them. They play it at the office, I think, at the headquarters over the loudspeaker. It's playing all oh, 24-7 at the Apple headquarters. <laughs> yeah. It's us talking. And yeah. they're just listening for us to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. And here you go. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Wow. How did you discover this? That you could I can't do this? remember. It was, I, you know what? It was on Reddit. And I was going to say that Reddit wow. is the one place that it actually doesn't help because there's it's words. not tons of yeah colors on Reddit sure. to begin with. So you can kind of just still wow. read and it feels roughly the same. But... Everything else, I'd say it helps me reduce the time spent on the app. Yeah, Instagram's like fascinating, much less interesting in black and white. I think of every of anyone I know, you are the best at seeking out and implementing like structure around yourself. Like you're yeah. so good at being like, OK, well, I want to do this thing. And so I will like set up actual tangible like barriers or pathways for this thing like I've I've stopped doing phones in bed because of you I got that little sunrise alarm clock that you got because I'm like wow she really just <laughs> makes changes she f- seeks them out and implements them 
This one happened by accident, a beautiful accident. I really just stumbled across it. And yeah, you'd think that I would have found this in my in my endless search for answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, you got um, there eventually. I did get there eventually. And yeah, I recommend it for anyone who's trying to reduce their screen time. It it I'm going to try been it. working for me. Yeah, I won't do it all the time. I'm certain of that because I like to, you know, shop and see colors. <laughs> um, and, and Sammy, that's not what I thought you were going to talk about. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So let's talk about now this week's movie. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited about it. We are going to be talking about Cocaine Bear in theaters now, directed by Elizabeth Banks, written by Jimmy Warden, starring Carrie Russell, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Alden Ehrenreich, Brooklyn Prince, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., Christian Convery, Margot Martindale, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and Ray Liotta. Oh, in his final role. In his final role, that's right. And I literally couldn't think of a more perfect guest to have One doesn't for exist. this film. This is truly, yeah, it, it doesn't get any better than this. Uh, <laughs> he is a literal bear expert and <laughs> host of the podcast Tooth and Claw. Welcome back to the podcast, Wes Larson. Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks. It's good to be here. <laughs> bear expert, not a cocaine expert. No, yeah. that is true. Sure, that is yeah. true. I guess that would be the actual best combo if we could have somehow <laughs> yeah. found Sorry. that. Yeah, I could um, probably find okay. one for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll get on it. Yeah, thank you so much. Yep. Um, I, we were having a conversation with friends last night who were talking about um, wanting to, they're, they're wanting to, um, uh, what's the word, Sammy? franchise out um cocaine oh. bear and be like cocaine shark cocaine oh yeah uh, and so you know as we move forward if we get more of those you <laughs> know you're, yeah. right, you're welcome back yeah you've you've got a heads up to start becoming a cocaine expert Perfect. for yeah, the yeah, next you got, got time all right all right to incorporate that on onto it. your resume <laughs> um hi wes welcome back hey, thanks it's great to be back you know, I have thought a lot about anacondas since we last talked, and yeah. now we get to talk about bears. So we're just hitting all my favorites, which is, is really, great. really fun. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, and also... It, it, did you say very exciting? <laughs> I wish I did. I, wish. <laughs> I will now. It's very, very, ex very exciting to have you. Um, but I realized O'Shea Jackson Jr. is Ice Cube's son, so it yeah. also has that fun connection between Anaconda and this film. <gasps> oh, yeah. Wow. Good point. Creature feature uh, family dynasty. Mm-hmm. Well, Wes, uh, did, uh, did anything scary happen to you this week? Yeah. You know, I thought of something that was kind of scary. Uh, I think it was more scary for my chicken than it was for me. <laughs> but uh, I... The other morning, I was kind of like being lazy, laying in bed. Uh, my girlfriend had got up to feed the horses and kind of do the morning chores that she does. And I turned and looked out the window and I saw our neighborhood fox go running through our yard. And it had a, ch a bird in its mouth. And we had lost a few chickens to this fox already, but it was only late at night when like for whatever reason, like a chicken had stayed out or the door didn't close or something. And party I was chickens. Like, oh. yeah. And so I was like, fuck, that can't be one of our chickens. And it was too big to be anything else, though. So I like I <sighs> ran out of the house. It was really cold, like 20 degrees. I'm in Montana. Uh, it's really icy right now. But I was like shirtless. I just threw on a coat, ran out like barefoot, jumped in the truck, chased this fox down 
um, like jumped out of the truck, chased it down on foot, made it drop the chicken. And then it like ran into its den somewhere around there. And the chicken, unfortunately, was dead. It was our favorite chicken. It was no! the chicken that had like... So it was really scary for the chicken. Yeah, really, yeah. The yeah. scariest. Kind of the worst thing. Well, yeah. and the worst thing is that this chicken had survived a previous run-in with this fox. Oh. Where its three siblings had been killed. Or two siblings. Ah, final and girl it survived. chicken. Yeah, exactly. So it had been our favorite because of that. And oh. it also laid really beautiful eggs. So that was... It was scary for it and it was sad for for me oh i'm yeah. sorry yeah. nature is so crazy wes you posted this video the other day that like rocked my fucking world and it's from <laughs> an instagram called nature is metal oh, that yeah, one yeah. of the was it a mountain the lion snow leopard or, yes yeah that's just a crazy tackling one. this deer or something and yeah. it, they fall for so long so down the long, side of this so cliff. much falling <laughs> i couldn't believe it and the snow leopard was fine it was like a 300 foot fall and it was just fine yeah. And they like t- they roll, they hit rocks. They are. T- yeah. It is like it's like a cartoon where it's like everything they could hit, they do over and mm-hmm. over and over again. And then yeah, and he doesn't let go of that fucking kill. No, no big injuries. Just got to enjoy its goat after that whole fall. You know, my God, pretty cool. Animals are cool. It's cool that we have snow leopards. That we it have is, an animal yeah. <laughs> called a snow leopard. It's a fantasy ass animal right there. It's, a snow yeah. leopard. I don't know. Yeah. Snow leopard. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool yeah man we i thought this so much the last time you were here we just lead such different lives <laughs> it's really like i know the, like every, the every step of that story like oh you know <laughs> the feeding the horses had to get his 20 degrees that i no thanks yeah yeah you guys have had your fair share of, of cold i was gonna say it was 40 degrees here last yeah. night and it's been snowing in la in not it's where pretty crazy. we are exactly like, but up but in the hills yeah yeah, it's no, pretty I, wild. I read about that. Um, yeah, you know, though, I think we we probably have more similarities than you'd think. I, I know. I think we do. I and watch a lot of a... TV. I watch a lot of movies. Yeah, I'm very there's much... always more that brings us together than when's the last time you watched Titanic? Uh, <laughs> not too long ago. And I totally agree with your assessments on it. Like it's okay, a, cool, 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 a cool. truly okay, so wonderful like... movie from start to finish. It and really one of those is. movies, like if I'm ever in a room or like back when I had cable or whatever, that's when, that's a movie that if I had stumbled across it, I can't help but watch the entire thing. Like uh-huh. I, will, I will plant down and it'll be like, I'll be wanting to leave and I'll be like, oh, but that scene is coming up, you know, where. And for three hours and 15 minutes, there's always that next scene that you yeah. got away. It's how did, how? Yeah. Emily, we should ask, we should add when was the last time you've seen Titanic to just our regular questions that we ask. Did anything scary happen to you? And when was the last time you saw Titanic? (laughs) Yeah, I'm dying to know. It's a funny movie for me too, because I think I saw it in theaters when I was probably like 12 or 13. And it was like, the, the probably the first topless scene I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah pretty wild. And, and my Sexy. mom was there with me, and it was kind of like, <laughs> whoa, I shouldn't be watching this movie. <laughs> really got away with one here. But. <laughs> oh, didn't see that one coming. Thought it was just about a boat. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a an interesting ride for me as a young a young boy. But yeah, God, yeah, remember yeah. those moments movie. in movies with your parents where you'd be like, if I just sit really still, <laughs> yeah. no one's yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, no yeah. one's gonna know that you this is happening. breathing. We just, oh. I feel normal. Everybody feels normal. <laughs> oh yeah. boy. Yeah. Anyway, I yeah, it's a great. Any movie. topless scenes in this movie? No, I don't hmm. think so. Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, no. No. 
it could have, you know, there's a lot that's unfortunate about this movie. Yeah, I, I had opinion. a feeling. I had a feeling it was maybe a little underwhelming. It it got us. It has a seventy one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, fifty four on Metacritic, and six point five on IMDb. All I will say, like, it does deliver on the title of the film. It does. That much is true. Great. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, the title for me was very reminiscent of, of like Snakes on a Plane, uh-huh. where it's like you go to that movie because of the title. Yep, absolutely. But I found myself, I don't want to be too hard on this movie, but I found myself multiple times in it thinking, wow, Snakes in a Plane is a lot better than this movie, which is saying a lot because <laughs> wow. that's not a good movie. <laughs> anyway, I, oh God, I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm going to try I, real hard to be. I also yeah. did not, I felt a, a bit let down by this movie, but. Yeah, I really wanted to like it. I mean, especially with this freaking cast, a, a reunion of the um, cast of the Americans. Oh my God. Oh my God. favorite show. Yeah. But yeah, okay. It also the budget was somewhere in the thirty to thirty-five million range. So far, it's made twenty-eight point four million. This is opening weekend at the time of this recording. You'll get there. And trivia-wise, I felt like Wes, you probably know more than me about the the real event that this was based on. Yeah. Um, Do you want me to go into it real quick? It is real quick. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Tell us. Essentially, the character that's played by Matthew Reese, which I'm sure we're going to get into at some point, is a drug runner uh, who in the 80s, I forget the exact year, I want to say like mid 80s, 85, 86, somewhere in there, uh, dumped a ton of cocaine out of a plane over the mountains of Tennessee and then plummeted to his death somehow. They're not totally sure how he died, Mm -hmm. but they found him on a driveway in someone's yard and he had millions and millions of dollars of cocaine strapped to his body. And the the idea was that in the plane, there was much more and he had dumped it in the forest. And then I think it was like months later, maybe even year, I think months later, they found a dead bear that had consumed a small amount of this cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) And the urban legend is like, the urban legend is the bear consumed like, you know, all of it. But really they found like three to four grams in its bloodstream, which was enough to kill it. And so, Mm. and then they found this bear and it's stuffed somewhere and it's called like Pablo Esco bear. Um, (laughs) It's in like some (laughs) truck stop somewhere or something. But it, it's a very small blip. It's something I had heard about throughout my career as a bear biologist. Like people had said like, oh, have you heard of Pablo Escobar? You know, this bear <laughs> that died from a cocaine overdose. But they really ran with the story of like, you know, what would have happened had it just gotten super high on this cocaine, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is uh, where this movie decided to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sad for the bear. Yeah. It's just actually a sad, a pretty sad story. It yeah. is sad. I mean, Yeah. There's yeah. lots of black bears out there, luckily. This isn't an endangered species. This isn't oh, an animal true, that, true. that um, it is sad that one died from something that we did, but it, that happens a lot, unfortunately. Yeah, a lot, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. I do know that this was a blacklist script, I, I think, mm. um, before, before it got turned into the movie. And I heard that she was, to the, uh, the point we were making earlier, the... Elizabeth Banks was like, I'm only going to make this movie if we can call it Cocaine Bear. Like, I, I want that to be the title. Yeah, yeah it no, has to thinking. be. Yeah. Absolutely has to be. Yeah, I know the same thing happened with Snakes on a Plane. Like, they did, they were going to change it at some point. And Samuel Crazy. Jackson was like, no, absolutely no. not. 
we are not changing the name of this movie. <laughs> and that's like good foresight on his part. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just wiping the cocaine off my face here. Uh, <laughs> a, a visual gag on a podcast doesn't work out. <laughs> you think classic, as a podcaster, I would understand that. Classic visual. <laughs> um, you know, just a little something for the trivia. Yeah. Um, well, we're gonna so we're gonna watch this trailer. I have seen this trailer. The trailer is like I think it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Is it one of the? Well, I guess we'll get we'll get into it. Feels like is it gonna be one of those things where it's like well. That was really as much of the story as we needed. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I'd say the movie is, yeah, just kind of like a 90 minute version of the trailer. There are a few things in the movie that aren't in the trailer that I was not expecting that were um, I enjoyed. But yeah, I think this trailer does a good job kind of giving you the vibe. All right. Well, let's let's take a look at that bear. Let's take a look. Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry, check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on you. The bear. It fucking did cocaine. A bear did cocaine. Apex predator. High on cocaine. Out of his mind. Oh, oh man, you fucked. What the fuck is wrong with that bear? Now, I'm no cocaine expert, but those don't seem like the effects of cocaine to me. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. If only we could know for sure. But oh, there's no, we, there is actually no way to know. But my here. understanding is that some of that is not necessarily the effect of cocaine. Yeah, it looked more like a methed out bear to me, uh -huh. or like than a or cocaine even like Molly bear. at some point where it was just like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's just maybe that's just regular bear stuff, you know. See, so yeah, I'm you know I'm also not a bear expert. Yeah, but they do like to rub their backs on trees, right? They do. Yeah, they do. So that could have just been a regular thing. It, yeah, that could have just been it coming down, you know, and yeah. feeling normal again. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. It didn't seem very. Like, I, you know, I've been around my fair amount of people that have been coked out and and some bears that have been on some drugs, too. And I don't like to me, this seemed very non-indicative of mm -hmm. a cocaine dose. But who knows? Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, it doesn't seem super concerned with um, sticking to that. Yeah, Which, being, like, you know, being too realistic. That's yeah. fine. That's all right. As we know, the real story is just very sad. So, yeah. <laughs> also, that was way more than what? Three, four grams um, that that. Yeah. <laughs> it eats a lot in the movie. A real lot. Yeah. Great song choice for that trailer, though. I feel Great like it's song a choice. very fun. Very fun song. It's a fun trailer. It's a fun I think, trailer. I think when I saw the trailer, I I remember thinking, okay, I'm ready to give this a shot. I a little preface for you for everyone when it <laughs> comes to this movie. I think 
bears are so near and dear to my heart. I, you know, I grew up in Montana. I've been a bear biologist for over 10 years now. I care about them deeply. They are my favorite animals. Um, they bring a lot to the wilderness for me. And so seeing them represented in any movie is always kind of, it's tricky ground for me. Yeah, <laughs> um, sure. It's kind of, it's like, I want, I love a movie that has a bear featured prominently, but then I also, it's like a uncanny valley kind of thing for me, especially when they're CG bears. Like I have a hard time yeah. really getting into it. Um, so I don't remember where I was going with this, but I just no, wanted just to a good little, that's that's a, disclaimer. That's like an angle. Yeah, that's where you're coming from with this, which is like the, bears. This is this is a hard movie to make to like to. This was a hard movie for me to even going in. Like I am a uh -huh. hard audience for this movie. Yeah. So I just want to put that out there. And I'm not like comedy movies in general. I think I have a very high standard when it comes to comedy movies. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a very easy to please movie guy. I like most movies in general, but comedy movies are hard for me. So this one, it, it was a, it was a tough one. I feel the yeah. same. I'm also not a big comedy person. And there are some jokes in this that are so weird. And I'm like, is yeah. this comedy? Yeah. <laughs> like, or are they just doing random shit? Yeah. It's, yeah. That's how I felt when I, when we watched um, Bullet Train, which I fucking yes. hated, where yeah. there were some jokes that like were jokes and, and, so, and other people laughed and it made me feel crazy. Like it made me be like, <laughs> yeah. am I, do I, am I missing something fundamental? Like, yeah, it's weird when that happens. I saw this in a theater in Montana with like it generally amount of bear people. Yeah, a lot of bear people, a lot of people that generally um I'm not I love Montana, it's where I'm from, but like pretty easygoing movie audience, you know, like for the most mm -hmm. part I'll go to movies in Montana and everyone laughs at the jokes they're supposed to laugh at yeah. and everyone, you know, jumps at the jump scares they're supposed to jump at. Uh it was pretty quiet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Which I think was more of a tonal problem for me, for me, and we'll get. I'm sure we'll get okay, into that. Okay, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Quickly, I am curious of what is your favorite bear portrayal in a movie? What's the best movie bear? And you can say Paddington. <laughs> it is Paddington, without a doubt. <laughs> I'm a huge Paddington fan. Um, outside of Paddington, if you're talking mm -hmm. like a realistic bear, sure. uh, for me, you can't beat. Like Bart the Bear, who was in Legends of the Fall and The Edge and those kind of mid 90s to late 90s movies. Is Bart he was the Bear a, the Bear actor? Yeah, he was the bear actor oh, and was and like very famous. Films. So literally just his like filmography is his, solid. Yeah, exactly. The filmography of Bart <laughs> <Yeah>. the Bear. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, a great actor bear, very convincing. Animals have IMDb pages, right? I, I think, think so. he does. I would imagine he does. I he know was a very famous one. Up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anymore, I think I think CG's gotten so cheap that it's yeah. cheaper to to animate your bear than have an actor. Um, sure, and we don't need to get into all the ethics of acting animals. If unless yeah. you want to, I'm happy to if you do. But my God, um, I mean, someday I do. It's all so interesting. <laughs> yeah, but I would say briefly, I'm not against it. And then as far as like the CG stuff goes. Uh, the Revenant had a really good CG bear. I was very, I was very I much was a fan I of that seen bear it. I won't scene. ever, but I was curious of your thoughts on the Revenant bear. A really true portrayal of what a bear attack looks like when it's a grizzly oh, bear. A really oh, good bear. Like the bear behaved like a normal bear. It just was, it was a good altogether representation. But again, Great. it's still kind of an uncanny valley for me where it doesn't uh -huh. quite look right. So yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, and this bear looks very CG. Yeah. 
Yeah, There's parts where it kind of looks like Paddington, but crazy. <laughs> when it's like yeah. staring straight at camera, I'm like, I see Paddington in here. <laughs> they just wanted to make it really expressive. Like it ha- it's like eyes right. furrow when it's upset and stuff. And that to me is what kind of throws me. But I do sure. understand the necessity for that. Again, if, if any of the filmmakers hear this, I think you put together a great movie for a lot of the general audience. I am not. I am. I am the hardest person to please when it comes to this movie. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. It's very yeah. gracious of you. Yeah. It's the bleakest time of the year. So you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. But okay, should we get into it? We should get into it. I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I well, first we'll do the regular disclaimer that this movie's in theaters now, so it's harder to take notes on. There might be some stuff that's less accurate than usual or probably out of order would be my biggest thing. But Mm. I also, before we get into the movie, want to say that before my screening, they played a red band trailer for the new Evil Dead Rise movie and... I think it was the thing that stuck with me most from this whole screening (gasps) (laughs) was that trailer. There is a part that involves a cheese grater that they showed that I literally screamed. It takes a lot for me to like really be affected by something in a horror movie. And I 
Oh my God. I don't know if we can cover it. I'm scared. <gasps> I'm scared. I'm excited no. for that one. I loved, I loved the 2013 one. So I'm pretty excited for that. I still haven't seen it and we get it requested all the time. We should maybe it's do great. that yeah. first. Okay, Sammy, you know, we're going to have to do it. I know, but I'm just like, just want the listeners to but know. Maybe somebody will watch it for you. I mean, not me, but maybe somebody else <laughs> that I'm going to be really upset. There was some stuff in there. I didn't like. Wow. It looks gross, but it's the combination, (sighs) I think, of the expectation of how many jump scares are going to be in that movie mixed with the violence. I'm just going to be so tense the whole time, which is a little less fun for me. Um, sure, but I, I, I will do it. I will do I'm it very, for you guys. I'm very excited for it. <laughs> so brave, so brave. Oh my god! I but couldn't okay. even watch Event Horizon, which is a movie I know everything that happens. In. <laughs> to be fair, it's a it's a, it's a scary one. movie. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't. I just don't ever want to, and I think it's and that's fair. And I don't have to, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But you have to watch the movie I have to. Sorry. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but we're talking about Cocaine Bear. We're this talking movie. about Cocaine Bear and I heard there's Matthew Reese in it and so I gotta get to that. I gotta get to that point at least. Well, you're in luck because it luck. starts with Matthew <laughs> <Perfect>. Reese. <laughs> and yeah, we just get one scene of him um, oh. but I didn't know he was in it. I was delighted. He's kicking drugs out of an airplane he looks like he's on drugs. He's mm-hmm. really dancing around, kicking blocks of cocaine out of this airplane and puts on a parachute and is about to jump out and misjudges the height of the door and slams his head against it and falls out of the airplane unconscious. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, bye, Matthew. <laughs> For me, walking into this, I was kind of like... I had just gone bowling with my nephew and niece and they were really annoying while we were bowling. I was kind of in like already like a little annoyed. And that scene put me like in a good mood. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm ready for this movie. Like yeah. this is going to be fun. And I was thrilled to see Matthew Reese show Ugh. up because I knew Carrie Russell was in it and Margot's in it. And I was like, oh, great. We got a little mini Americans reunion here. It's also here. set in the 80s. There's a boy yeah. named Henry. A lot <laughs> exactly. of Americans yeah. Yeah. <laughs> references or things that remind me of the Americans, which probably worked against this movie for me. <laughs> yeah. Totally. A tough comparison. But yeah, the opening scene for me was really fun. Yeah. I was, I was excited. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then um, we... Go to a couple that is camping. Is this in Georgia now? Are they in the woods in Georgia? Yeah, I think so. And one of these is Christopher Heview, who is Tormund from uh, Game of Thrones. Love him. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. He's great. Uh, but they're a tourist couple in the in the woods and they are talking about their upcoming wedding and then Uh they spot a bear and Wes I really was curious about this because they say oh yeah if it's brown lie down if it's black fight back I'd never heard that rule yeah is that true no it's not I wanted to (laughs) talk about this great 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 uh the common phrase is like if it's brown, lay down. If it's black, fight back. If it's white, say good night. So oh. the whole idea is like play dead with the brown bear or grizzly bear, fight back with the black bear, and with the polar bear, you're just kind of fucked. You're dead. <laughs> um, but that's not true. So the black bear part is true. Um, 
there's no point ever in a black bear encounter if you're attacked by a black bear that you should ever play dead. Um, they 100%, if they are continuing an attack on you and it keeps coming, that bear is trying to eat you. That's what's happening if a black bear is just like continuing to push an attack and, 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 you know, keeps coming at you. Um, so you need to fight back because if you just lay down, it's just giving it an easy meal. Um, <laughs> with with a, oh a brown bear or a grizzly bear, it's <laughs> much more nuanced. It's very nuanced. And like, my whole thing is like, you shouldn't be in grizzly country without some kind of deterrent. So you want bear spray. Um, ideally, if you feel very, very comfortable with a firearm, I guess a firearm is an option too, but bear spray is proven to be more effective uh, and it doesn't kill the bear. So it's kind of a good outcome all around. Uh, if you if, And then if you're attacked by a bear, you can use that deterrent. Um, but my main three rules with brown bears are to group up because they don't like attacking groups of people back away slowly. You never want to run from a bear that can trigger this predatory response where it wants to chase you down and then get your bear spray out and get it ready. So those are the three things that you should do with a brown bear. And the only time you ever play dead with any of these bears is with the grizzly bear. If it is, if it has attacked you and you don't have a deterrent option anymore and it's on top of you mauling you at that point, you can play dead and just hope that it was a territorial kind of like it's trying to just neutralize you because it probably was. That's probably what it was trying to do. And it's probably going to stop mauling you at that point. But you've surrendered all your control <laughs> at that point. You're just like, I hope this bear isn't trying to eat me because if it is, yeah. it's going to. It's so crazy to have to like think of thinking those thoughts in that situation. So yeah. like just being like, hmm, okay, yeah, do this is what I should do right now as you're yeah. being mauled. The, but the thing though, if I'm you are know. with, if you're in a group and you've grouped up and if you have bear spray, the chance of you getting to that point where the bear yeah. is mauling you are essentially zero. It's just not going yeah. to happen. Yeah. So there are very easy ways to avoid it. Yeah. And if you're, if you're growing into bear country, you should... You should li listen to Tooth and Claw. And you should also be like, okay, what would I do? You have, you need to know. Yeah. You need to know what you would do. Right. It's like, I don't necessarily need to know what I would do if, if, if here in my home in LA. You might, though. I mean, if you're hiking in the foothills Jesus. or something, there's a chance that you'll run into a black bear. I've, I saw a, a bear off the five once. Wowie. Yeah. Yeah. They're up there, but they're black bears. And honestly, and this is a yeah. black bear in this movie. Um, when it comes to them, it's just being as loud as possible. If one decides to kind of square up or bluff charge you or whatever, you just remain dominant. You throw stuff at it. You yell. You get as big as possible and it's going to run away. And, and again, like if you're in a group, you have nothing to worry about. If you're by yourself, just remember those things. If you do make a habit of hiking by yourself, even in black bear country, just carry bear spray. It'll 100% give you the confidence you need to end any encounter with a black bear. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, they make a thing called bear spray. They do. Like, and it works it, great. You should have it. You're going okay. so to be so disappointed in me. So when I went on my solo road trip, <laughs> uh -huh. I went to the Grand Tetons and went on a hike that literally said, don't do this hike if you don't have bear spray. And I yeah. was the idiot that was like, it's probably fine. 
there, there were a lot of people around and, but then I like got to a point on the trail where it was all of a sudden just me and I was so scared <laughs> and yeah. it's a loop trail. So it was kind of like, well, either I was about halfway. So I was either way, it's, it's the same. And it just looks like this absolute picturesque bear territory. And so I was, yeah, just terrified, thought I was going to die, but I, I just clapped the whole time, just made loud noises. Was that a good op- option to do? Because yes. I was it. just <laughs> like, I, it this is, is kind of all I got right now. <laughs> the bear you're worried about there are grizzly bears. And like it, it, by clapping and announcing your presence, it's eliminating that or not totally eliminating, but at least drastically reducing that potential for a surprise encounter Yeah, where you might like round a bend and the bear didn't know you were coming. And these bears, what they have is this, this kind of set distance in their mind where it's like, if I have a potential threat approaching me and it's before this distance, I have time to get away. So I'm just going to run. But if you come around a corner and you're 10, 15 feet from this bear, it doesn't have that option anymore and it switches to its other option, which is to neutralize you. Yeah. Just to absolutely knock you down and make sure you're not a threat anymore. And that's where you see a lot of attacks come from is people that aren't making enough noise or trail running or something like that. And they don't give that animal time to make its decision. And because of that, it it makes a really fast, aggressive decision. Mm -hmm. And with a black bear, it's going to run up a tree. It's just going to get out of there. With a grizzly bear, there's a good chance it's going to knock you down. And that can be pretty devastating. You know, just one swipe can be enough to to change the rest of your life. Well, I did buy bear spray right immediately afterwards. (laughs) Good. Good. Yeah. I mean, I work in Yellowstone and, and every so often I find myself out without my bear spray. And I try to never do that. And I, I know these animals really well. I know their behavior. I know how to react to them. And I feel absolutely naked without it. Like I feel very vulnerable. And if I feel that way, someone who understands them so well, then everyone else should realize like, this is a good tool to have. Yeah. Let's get our bear spray folks. (laughs) Don't, don't fuck around like I did. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Also, like, that isn't a nice way to enjoy your hike if the whole time you're like, okay, I hope I don't get attacked by a bear. Yeah, I was certain I was about to die. It was not fun. Yeah, it's not (laughs) not fun at all. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, so. Okay, so they see this this bear and they kind of don't know what the fuck to do and they make the mistake of running. Or at at least the wife does. They're kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do. She runs. The bear attacks. We see that it seems like it's already high on cocaine based on the things that it's doing. It's acting strangely. It's headbutting one of the trees. (laughs) Typical cocaine stuff. Yeah, classic. (laughs) We've all seen it. Yep. And it does attack and kill the wife. And I believe rips her leg off and like tosses it back at the husband to let him know that she is dead. Him and the audience both find out that she's not coming back. She's not coming Uh back from this. Because the leg's tossed out. Uh, One other thing I just wanted to say about that really quick. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, I'm trying not to get too into the weeds here. (laughs) I love it. This is is truly right up my alley. Uh, This whole idea of not running. um, And this kind of feeds into what we were just talking about. With any large predator, they're trying to decide what you are when they see you. And they're kind of doing this calculus of like, okay, is this a threat? You know, is this food? What is this? And the second you turn and run, it's like, oh, that's what food does. You know, Mm -hmm. like that is a food response for that predator. It's like, 
oh, this might be food. And that's what triggers them to chase you down. And so that's why you never want to run because when you run, you're acting like prey. Yeah. And if it does decide it wants to run you down, it's more than capable of doing that. You're not going to outrun any of these animals. No. So. Yeah. Yeah. God, imagine thinking you were going to outrun a bear. Doesn't happen. You can't, absolutely, you can't, you can't outrun, outrun a bear. You can't That's crazy. Them. You can't outswim them. Uh, the only thing no. we can do is outthink them. So, yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, so after that scene, we meet, uh, kind of go through the rest of our characters. There's basically three or four storylines happening um concurrently and uh the first one is we meet our a detective at the crime scene where matthew reese's body has been discovered and uh this detective is played by isaiah whitlock jr who's from the wire and he's uh clay davis in the wire that just goes (laughs) and uh, he's my favorite character in this I, i just love him so much yeah he's great in this he's so good and he seems to piece together that he knows who the drug kingpin kind of guy behind this is, which we, okay, wait, also in this scene though, this is the joke, the running gag that is so bizarre that it, it almost kind of worked for me in a way, but he, (laughs) the detective, his name is Bob in the, in the credits. I don't remember them calling him Bob, but maybe I'll call him Bob. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or True. maybe I'll call him Clay Davis. Uh, but he basically turns to uh, another one of the officers at the scene and asks her, you have a dog, right? <laughs> and this is a weird joke. She says, I did. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, and asks her what kind of dog it was. It was a border collie. And he's looking kind kind of like jealous <laughs> about this. He's like, Oh, that's a, that's a good dog. That sounds like it was a really good dog. <laughs> and she's looking at him like, what the fuck is he, what's happening right now? And he goes into his car and we see he has a like fluffy show dog, a new dog. It's got a little bow in its hair. And he looks at it like, <clears throat> like he's disappointed that this is the dog he has. Instead of a, a border collie or something else yeah. like that. <laughs> like when you get a dog, you just are like, one dog, please. <laughs> right. they, they give you one. You're like, ah, shit. I missed out wanted. on the dog lottery. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a weird <laughs> joke, but he kind of sells it in a way that it was like, it was making me laugh, but in a way that I was like, what the fuck is this joke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They really commit this movie. If it does one thing, it really, they really commit to their jokes. Yeah, You know, they run with them. Yeah. Yeah. And hmm. he even at some point is back at the um, station and is on the phone with wherever he got the dog from. And he's like, I was thinking I wanted more of like a golden retriever or something. This one seems kind of fancy. <laughs> I don't know. I just had to talk about it because it was so, so bizarre. Very bizarre. So that's one of our little storylines. And then we also have Carrie Russell and her daughter. Her daughter's name is Dee Dee. And um, Carrie Russell's a nurse. Her daughter is a teenager. There's some amount of tension between them. um, But Carrie Russell seems like a great mom. Mm -hmm. And she's packing her lunch to get ready for school. And Dee Dee and her friend Henry decide they're going to skip school, ditch school, and they're going to go to this waterfall for some reason that it must have 
missed. I must have zoned out at that moment. She wanted to paint it or something. Yeah. And she wanted the light to be just right. So they were going in the middle of the day. Yeah. She's very artistic, this little girl. Uh Classic skipping school. She's got an adamant poster on the wall. Um, She's, yeah, she's very into it. I didn't notice that. Like a pop. Like a, uh, like a, Adamant was like a band in the eighties, mm. but I think it was mostly one guy and it was like very new wavy kind of pop. Like art, artsy. Art punky. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It is set. It's set in the eighties. There's, I guess some eighties outfits ish. Carrie Russell's yeah. outfits a little. Sure. <laughs> she looks pretty easy. Um, so that's happening. Then we also have. Esteemed character actress Margot Martindale. <laughs> Incredible. As the park ranger who is horny for some guy that's coming in. <laughs> she's like dressing, putting on her lipstick and her perfume. She's very excited for this guy that's coming. What is his job? He's he's like essentially a biologist, I think. Yeah. Um, which is my job. <laughs> <laughs> so you get it. They call yeah, exactly. this happens to me all this the time. This is constant. Par- you drive in the park range, it's <laughs> crazy. But his like they call him like wildlife. It was like sounded very corporate. Like he was mm-hmm. there to do like a census of the wildlife, mm-hmm. which does happen again in in wildlife biology, but his title was very strange. I can't remember what it was exactly, but it it was like they hadn't gotten the rights to call him a wildlife biologist or something. <laughs> He's um the guy, you you know, you know what he Yeah. Does. It felt very like to me it felt very much like LA trying to figure out what a wildlife biologist <laughs> is. No offense. That is probably exactly None taken. what yeah. that was. <laughs> Played by Jesse Tyler Ferguson, right? Yep. Yeah. Who I literally didn't recognize in a wig. Neither did I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I would, you said it and then I saw him in the room and was like, oh wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize it was him. Nope. Which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but so there's those characters. And then we also have Ray Liotta as this drug kingpin guy, the guy in charge that's meets with O'Shea Jackson Jr. Uh, who's one of his henchmen, I guess, is basically like, go find the lost cocaine and bring it back. There's a storyline that's really unnecessary here of, I don't know what. The grandson. The, yes. Uh, yeah. Ray Liotta is babysitting his grandson and he's clearly not the uh, normal grandpa type. And so he's very upset by this. And he also tells this o- O'Shea, I can't remember his character names either. I don't remember anybody anybody's character names except for Henry. I was it was like, like David. Uh, David. David was his character. Yeah. Uh, so he tells David, go get... My son, Eddie, I did write that one down. And uh-huh. to, like he needs to get his son back because I'm not a fucking babysitter. And he, we find out Eddie is all heartbroken over his ex-wife leaving him or something. This I can't emphasize or dying. enough. <laughs> yeah, we oh, don't yeah, know. dying. Yeah, there, it's, yeah, it's the weirdest subplot that amounts to really nothing at all. And huh. it's yeah. very strange. So, like... Tonally, this is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And I can't overstress that. I think it really succeeds when it really leans into just being a violent cocaine bear movie and the kind of more action-y set pieces, I think, is when it's best. But then it tries to put in these weird little themes of 
motherhood and what being yeah. a parent means. And it's like, no, 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 no. We don't need <laughs> that here. It's cocaine bear. Well, and it's simply just like throwing characters at you too for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever have time to care about any of them. I mm-hmm. I have never cared less about any characters yep. in any movie that I think I've ever seen. And so <laughs> yeah. when they all get dismantled by this bear, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, you don't really <laughs> care. Like you're kind of just like, all right, you know, right. there's yeah. no, there's absolutely like no stakes to any of the deaths because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like Carrie Russell, because I love her so much, right. uh-huh. I found myself caring about her character, but that was pretty much it for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'd say similarly, it's the actors that I care about. <laughs> like, I like Margo Martin. <laughs> and like a great cast. Yeah. Great like cast. across the board. I just saw yeah. Alden, I don't know how to say his last name, Han Solo. Yeah. In, Aaron, I think it's Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Aaron Reich. Yeah. He was just in this movie I saw at the film festival, at Sundance Film Festival called Fair Play. Which is like a great movie. Just he's a great actor. He's a great actor. Yeah, Yeah, I really like him a lot. And so I was really excited to see him too. But I just felt like it was kind of wasted. It was kind of sad to me to see this be Ray Ray Liotta's last film too. Yeah, because he looked he looked cool too. Like I was really excited to see him. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they're all giving it. They're all and doing the best that they They can with the material. And they're all great actors. (laughs) And it's fun to see them. But yeah, it's it is just. All over mm-hmm. the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're now jumping around these couple storylines. First, I think what happens is Dee Dee and Henry are now in the park, in the forest, and they come across some of the cocaine and it looks like something's gotten into it. One of the bricks has been opened. There's another uh, they're scattered around and yeah. Henry acts like he's done cocaine before. They also both immediately know what it is. It's like a wrapped up brick. I was just thinking brick. that. I was like, there's no way I would have known. And they're like, this looks like drugs, right? 12. Yeah. In the middle this of the woods, pre-internet. too, where it's yeah. like. Exactly. You can't be there. Yeah. Um, but then it's kind of funny. Henry, she's like, oh, if you've done it before, do it again. And. Then she says he's he's scared to do it. And so she says, I'll do it. How do you do it? And he says, you eat it <laughs> and you eat about a tablespoon of it. That's kind of funny. It's just like that was them funny. I like this part. Eating scoops of cocaine and spitting it out because it's so gross. And I just it really was making me laugh. Henry's kind of like a less confident Dennis the Menace. Yeah. Like it was like <laughs> okay, yeah. Dennis the Menace, if he's like maybe a little bit depressed, mm-hmm. is like how I would describe Henry. Yep. And then after they eat cocaine, the bear arrives and does it do some cocaine then? It's it's attracted to the cocaine. We I think so. We yeah. see. And so I think it takes it from them or something or there's one on the ground and it bites it open and snorts it up. And we just see them scream and it cuts away. So we don't see how that scene ends. Mm. Yeah. At this point, I also was like, OK, maybe the bear is supposed to be acting so aggressively just because it wants more cocaine so badly. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not necessarily that the cocaine is making it that aggressive. It's just that Mm it, it, yeah, it's fiending for more cocaine. So we'll do anything to get more cocaine. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, We see 
David and Eddie at a bar. Eddie, again, like crying over his wife who maybe died. We never find out. He got a tattoo of her name that her name was jo- Joan, but the tattoo says John. Is this a joke where it's fu- yeah. I think it's supposed to be funny? <laughs> Seems like a joke. <laughs> they bring it back up, too. Yeah. That's not okay. the first we hear about the tattoo. Nope. Yeah. And he basically convinces him to come with them to retrieve the uh, cocaine. But in doing this, someone else at the bar overhears their conversation Mm. and that somehow gets passed to the detective who decides he's going to go and pursue this case, even though it's technically not his jurisdiction. But it's clear that he's been working on like Ray Liotta's case for a long time. And so he's personally invested. So he's now also on the road to go check it out. Um, and when he leaves, he leaves his dog <laughs> with the other officer. And it's another very weird little joke scene where it seems like he's going to ask her out kind of like, he's like, Hey, could I ask you a question? And she's like, Oh, like, I think that that's not. And he's like, will you watch my dog while I'm gone and leaves the dog on her desk again? It's, I think supposed to be funny and it kind of is just cause it's <laughs> So weird. Yeah. Well, that that was funny to me, too, because it's like you think that he's going to ask her out and then they dismantle that and you kind of are relieved because there's a big age difference and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then but then later they kind of hint at him still having romantic feelings for her. <laughs> yeah. So you're just like, wait, hey, you're not what? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's very strange. It's so weird. <laughs> uh, Carrie Russell gets a call from the school that the kids didn't show up. And so she somehow figures out that this daughter wanted to paint that waterfall. Maybe she sees her paints or something. So she puts it together and she's now heading into those woods. So it's like basically all of our characters are making their way to the same place. Carrie Russell goes to the ranger station. Margot Martindale and Jesse Tyler Ferguson are there. It's okay. I'm just, I can only refer to them by their uh, actual That's names. That's fine. I think, what, what, else, what else are we supposed to do, you know? Um, and the three of them go out into the woods. And it's clear that Margot Martindale's a little irritated by Carrie Russell being there because she wanted to, again, hook up with this guy. And so now Carrie Russell is cock blocking her and she's not being discreet about it. She's kind of being like, mm. <laughs> it's a, a pretty funny role for Margot Martindale, who, again, is really giving it her all. And she is. I mean, she she is, you know, amazing. She is. She does great in this. Mm-hmm. She does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they leave and after they are gone, we see David and, uh, Eddie arrive at the ranger station. Now no one is there. David goes into the bathroom. We've heard whisperings of these three kids in town that are troublemakers up to no good and have been attacking people and like stealing money from them or whatever. And so there's a run in, in the bathroom, David's in the bathroom and these three kids come and, attack him and he fights them off and uh finds one of the bricks of cocaine on one of them so this is um a little clue he he threatens the one guy that is remaining conscious and basically says where did you get this did you is there more of this take me to it and this is where we find out the stash is hidden 
at a gazebo. (laughs) (laughs) We uh, like to track our gazebos in horror films. We do. And I can't wait to find out what this gazebo looks like. It's prominently featured. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of gazebo action in this. Um, Thank God. David does get stabbed in that altercation, Mm -hmm. too, which actually led to my favorite joke Mm. in the movie. Because later, him and Eddie and one of these, like, art punk hooligans are hiking who was honestly probably my favorite character mm. this like hooligan that they take along with them yep and he's he's complaining about being stabbed and the kid's like yeah it, it does kind of suck to get stabbed huh <laughs> it's just like <laughs> such a weird one-off joke but i found it actually really funny that was like the, the time where i laughed yeah. pretty hard yeah. yeah you gotta take the good jokes where you can you know yeah, yeah. appreciate yeah. Treasure them mm-hmm. i liked his character quite a bit he was a funny character yeah he was funny and so now we see Carrie Russell, Margot Martindale, and uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson come upon Henry, and he is up in a tree hiding and tells them that there was a bear and that it attacked them. And our wildlife biologist, in theory, but maybe not exact term, uh, tells them that that doesn't, that that wouldn't happen and that, that, Black bears aren't aggressive in that way. Do they tell him about the cocaine as well? Yeah, I think he brings it up at that point. Says that it's like this isn't a normal a bunch bear. Of cocaine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he's in the tree because he thinks that bears can't climb trees. They they definitely can. <laughs> Famously, they yeah. If yep. you know if you know what cocaine looks like without the internet, but you don't know that bears can climb trees, uh, get your priorities in order, kids. Exactly. Yeah, where's, where's this knowledge coming from? I don't understand. Yeah, and black bears especially are are excellent tree climbers. This is where they go to get away from danger. It's considered like escape terrain for them. So that's why you find them often in forests. They always want to be around trees because they know they can get up them to get away from threats. Aww. So, yeah, this is not the place to be hiding from them. It's not. It's a bad it's a bad place. A bad spot. But they something happens that they uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson's character like falls into. I think they're hearing the bear or something. And in the commotion, he f- basically f- falls right onto the open bricks of cocaine and gets covered in cocaine. And. Uh, the bear is here now, drawn by the scent of cocaine, which mm. he's apparently yeah, addicted to and fiending for. And he attacks Margot Martindale. Oh, excuse me. Uh, spoiler, she, I mean. <laughs> we find out later in a crazy line that this <laughs> bear is female. Uh, oh, and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, so the bear attacks Margot Martindale, slashes her butt real good. Slashes her butt! Slashes her butt, yep. And is flinging her around. It's not looking good. It's all things considered. It's not the worst place to get slashed. That's where I want to get... If I ever get mauled by a bear, I want a good like butt slash. Cause it it'd does be, seem like it yeah, can take it. Yeah, it'd be a funny place. It's a good place to take it. It'd be funny to show it'd people. It'd be funny. It, it, it would be funny. <laughs> yeah. We all would laugh. Yeah. And so, you know, that would be good. <laughs> I hurt my butt is what you tell people. And it's funny. We all like yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson also climbs up the tree 
to get away from this bear for some reason. I think just in fear, he's not thinking straight Mm. and he gets up the tree next to Henry. So they're on trees right next to each other. Uh, Carrie Russell's at ground level hiding behind a tree and we're all witnessing this this bear for the first time seeing that okay they were right this is not a normal bear something is uh, weird here (laughs) and the bear climbs up the tree going for Henry I think this is when Jesse Tyler Ferguson's character gets coded in cocaine Mm -hmm. somehow and so the bear instantly switches directions and goes for him and mauls him to death. Oh, boy. <laughs> and yeah, he tears Jesse Tyler Ferguson apart again, tearing that tearing that leg off. Aye, he loves to do that, this bear. Yeah. yeah. And we, we always get to see it kind of she? flop down Sorry, next she. to the victim. She, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was the, probably the, my favorite part of watching this movie was there's a scene where Margot Martindale is, she's like got her gun out. And she's in the bushes and she's like looking for the bear because they know the bear's around. And then you see it kind of creep into the frame behind her. And and it's very obvious. It's like suddenly there's a big black bear in the frame behind her. And the woman sitting next to me like pointed and turned to her husband and said, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when you overhear something like like that. Three seconds after it appeared, and it was like yeah. very much in frame. It was really That's funny so to me. Funny. Yeah, that, that <laughs> reminds me of I went to see Fly Away Home in theaters. I must have been oh, nice. like seven or something, but I went with my mom's my mom and her friend and their two kids who they were like four and five I think and the second the movie started (laughs) one of the little boys said where are all the geese (laughs) 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 it was so funny oh that's great just can't wait instantly can't wait for those geese (laughs) I get it like they just got him in the theater by being like it's okay there's gonna be a lot of geese there's gonna be a lot of geese (laughs) I understand you know it makes sense Uh, So I think everyone splits apart in the chaos of that scene. So Margot Martindale's running back to the station. Henry climbs down the tree and him and Carrie Russell are are trying to figure out where Dee Dee is. And he kind of knows the general direction which she went. So they're going to be trying to find her. And so we see um, Margot Martindale gets back to the ranger station. The other two guys from the fight earlier with David are in the ranger station, kind of tending to their wounds from that. Yeah. yeah, From that fight. Mm -hmm. And Margot Martindale has like crazy energy that they think is about the guy that attacked them, but she's talking about a bear, obviously we know. And so she's like, he's coming back. He's coming back. And they're like, Oh man, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. And she grabs a, her gun and it's like, you can hear some, something outside the door and (laughs) tells one of the guys to open it. He's, she's going to shoot it. And they're like, Oh, well that's kind of more intense than we were (laughs) thinking this was going to go, but okay. They open the door. We see it's a bear. They're very shocked by it. She shoots and she hits, she just blows one of the guy's heads off. It's not a good shot. It's a straight kill shot to one of the guys and his head basically explodes. (laughs) Oh my God. 
It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Blood goes absolutely <laughs> everywhere in the little ranger's cabin. Yeah. And she seems oh my God. like it, she doesn't even really seem too remorseful about it. She's still very Not focused on the on the bear and the, that imminent threat. Uh, so there's no beat of like, oh, fuck, I just killed someone. The focus remains on the bear. The bear comes inside and I think attacks and kills the other guy. Yeah, the other guy's like... it's considered better to get shot in the head. <laughs> it is, for sure. Yeah, and not know that it's coming. Instant That's, death. It's just an yeah. instant surprise death that, yeah. Totally. There's a, they're, they're looking for the bear and the other guy like backs up against a window and the bear shoots its arm through the window and grabs him by mm. the face. And mm. then later we see that other guy like totally decapitated. And he's in a different room where the bear's feeding on him. But yeah, Ooh, yeah. being grabbed by in the by in the face. Ooh, it's I not don't great. Like yeah, but is much better. But is it much is. better. But is much better. Much funnier. That, that was actually my my final tip. If you're being mauled by a bear, just stick your butt out. Butt first. Let it out your butt. <laughs> yeah. Shake your you little juicy it. butt for that bear and make it go for back it. Back away slowly. Butt first. <laughs> butt first. Back away. <laughs> no, probably not. Butt first for the backing away. But maybe if you can manage it, it just seems like a tricky physical way to contort your body. But if you can figure it out, you know, could be worth trying. Maybe practice a few times at home. Practice at home first. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's destruction happening at the ranger station. We go now back to Carrie Russell, who is with... Henry and Toe looking for Dee Dee going deeper into the woods, which I think she probably should have taken Henry home, right? Like they're in right. pursuit. Oh, yeah. Henry's a child. Henry's I mean, a I child. She wants to find her daughter. But yes, yeah, certainly the, the responsible choice is not to take another kid yeah, deeper into the woods. Send him with the ranger. Send him with Margot yeah. back to the station. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Which yeah. also, you know, probably wouldn't have ended well, but it does seem so, yeah, like I mean, we know that that wasn't a good place yeah. to be, but yeah. <laughs> but I was just thinking, hmm, this probably shouldn't have taken hmm. him with well, on this journey. And, and you would think this bear has been very murderous at this point. Like it is just killing everyone that it comes in contact with. And so when you learn that Dee Dee is missing, you immediately think, oh, this bear is, has killed this little girl, you know? Right. Yeah. But then Henry says, oh, she ran off and it chased her or something like that. Mm. And that, that was kind of confusing to me. I wasn't sure if the bear had dragged her away or if it had been chasing her. Right. But, but we unclear. learned that she had been like squirting paint on things. To mm-hmm. leave a little trail behind, which they initially think was blood, but it turns out, you know, we all uh-huh. breathe a sigh of relief for this girl that we cared not anything about, actually. <laughs> Isn't oh, dead. God, the it's person we don't care about paint. is fine. Yeah. Um, yep. And then there's a little trail. She's very clever. She's left a little paint trail in her chase throughout the forest. Yep. Smart. Um, then, meanwhile, we have David and Eddie arrive at the gazebo. But the detective is already there. Actually, I guess he's there by himself first. And we see him realize that the place that the duffel bag of drugs has been stowed is at the top of the gazebo in a place that's pretty hard to reach. And so he's like trying to figure out how he's going to get up there. We don't see how he does it, but then we come back when the when the other two arrive and he's now on top of the gazebo with the duffel of drugs and... They're both like pointing their guns at each other. And he's like, you guys are caught like I've got you. And he's like, I'm coming down there and I'm going to arrest you right now. And he can't 
figure out how to get now off of the gazebo. We find out that he he climbed up a tree and jumped onto it. So now he is stuck on the top of the gazebo. Also kind of kind of a funny scene, him it trying to figure out how to get down. I, I, I like mean, that part. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Yeah, he is. And they're in a, a standoff. And David at one point lurches forward like he's going to go under the gazebo so that he's not in the line of fire anymore. But the detective shoots at that moment and like at his hand for whatever he's he was he's going for his gun because oh, he'd gun. thrown his gun away. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. And so and so the te- detective shoots and he pulls his hand back and he has two fingers missing. But the, <laughs> it's his uh Either middle and pinky or pointer and pointer and ring. I think, I think. it was his pointer and ring finger. Yeah. And the, the guy that you like, the little delinquent guy, says like, "How did he? Sh- those fingers aren't even next to each other. How did he shoot <laughs> those two? <laughs> and that Which did is make a good gag. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, it's tense uh, there. They're they're like have their hands in there. And they're like, okay, okay, man, okay, okay, and. David asks Eddie to grab his fingers for him. He puts them in his pocket. And I think pretty soon the the bear arrives and we've now got a whole bunch of cocaine. And how do they figure out that the bear likes cocaine? (laughs) I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. Somehow the bear is coming at them and well... Actually, first, before before the cocaine gets involved, the bear walks up. And I'm so curious, Wes, what you think of this bear behavior. It, <laughs> I mean, I guess he's coked out of his mind. So <laughs> we'll factor that in. But it it walks up and kind of, I would describe it as almost dances with Eddie, it like holds it. Yeah. It's like on his hind legs and kind of tossing him in, around in a way that looks like it would probably be painful because it's a bear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he, the bear passes out on top of Eddie, like collapses, like all of its body weight falls down uh, on Eddie in a way that I would think would mean instant death. Yeah. <laughs> How uh, much does that bear probably weigh? I, so I was thinking about that as I was watching this movie and my guess would be somewhere in like the 350 to 400 pound range. Um, oh, okay. Which so that might a, not yeah, instantly kill you. No, so it's maybe a lot not. of dead weight to have fall on you, but it spreads out too. Cause they're like a very, right. you know, like they have lots of fat and stuff, so it will spread out. So I think you'd be fine, but yeah, the, the whole part where it fine comes up to or him, like just you'd survive. Cause he's not even injured at all. He's, I don't think no you would injuries. break anything unless really? it like fell from a good distance, but where it okay. kind of just collapses All right, so on him. So this is scientifically sound. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've been under a bear or two in my lifetime. Oh my God, and like Wes. not Never its full body weight on me, but like half of its body or part of its body on top of me. Okay. And it's... You you can you can do it. It's like it'd be like you if you were it. to stack <laughs> three or four hundred pounds of like concrete bags on someone. Like they would, it spreads out enough, but it wouldn't be sounds, comfortable. I was going to say, <laughs> sounds bad to me. The whole part of it, like dancing on him, I was worried that they were going to like make it a sexual thing where they're like going to because at this yes. point we don't know the, mm. the the sex of the bear, and I was like, oh, they're going to say this bear's humping him. Um, mm-hmm. But that part. 
weirdly enough, where at the end of that, it kind of starts to get a little aggressive. Like you kind of think it's about to maul him. That to me was the most on the nose part where it came to like bear behavior. Where generally, mm. if if a bear comes and approaches you, especially a black bear, and it is investigating you as a food source, it's probably going to do these cautious approaches first, where it's kind of going to like check you out, maybe you know bite at you a little bit stalk you and then that will kind of progress into a mauling and a much more aggressive attack and that's kind of what this looked like to me like it was trying to figure out if he was food and then right at the end it was about to and then it passes out Mm. okay well i stand corrected because i thought this scene was i was like what is happening right where they're like dancing that wasn't at all but more just the the behavior of the bear and checkings out this new thing in its environment they are curious animals and they will sometimes do that especially a bear that's very comfortable around people or that has gotten a food reward from someone at some point may do something like that or a cocaine reward yeah or co- yeah exactly <laughs> a little cocaine classic reward. cocaine like bear cocaine reward. Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah <laughs> And this is where we find out that the bear is female because Eddie says her vagina is on my head. <laughs> yeah, which is oh, weird. Cool. Because the bear had passed out on him like like its neck was on his head. And yeah. I, it, it was like, no, he said on my ear, too. He's like, it's vagina. Oh. It's vagina's on my ear. And I was like, wait, I like I, I don't wanted think that it, to, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like unless it's vaginas in its neck. I don't think that's. <laughs> yeah. The then, case. There's other, then there's other weird things about this bear because that's yeah, not. It's very strange. But. Huh. You know what? I bet that he because obviously that's you know they just put a fucking sack on him or something or maybe nothing yeah and he probably improvised that line or something to do something funny right and then when they cg'd the bear in that is not how the bear was positioned and they just didn't cut it yeah had they just positioned that bear you know 180 degrees the other direction it would have worked perfectly mm-hmm. yeah i think it was just like a line that was said because there was no bear there yeah right and then they put the bear in wrong yeah it really makes you think you know as someone who's had to sex a, a few bears in my lifetime it's not always that obvious either so i don't think you would be able to say it for with someone such who's confidence. never been that close <laughs> yeah. to a bear to be like oh I've never, yeah, I've never been able to, I feel like, identify anything through touching it with my ear. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's not easy. (laughs) Yeah, that wouldn't do it. Uh, But we leave that scene for a bit. We'll come back. But now we go back to the ranger station. I think this is my favorite sequence of events. A ambulance arrives at the ranger station. Mm -hmm. They called one, I guess, after shooting the guy in the head or maybe before mm. i can't remember and the paramedics come in to a bloody horrifying scene they see the dead body and Margot martindale is in the corner looking kind of she's alive but she's looking like she's in shock she can't speak she's going but we know she's trying to say bear uh but she can't get it out and the other guys oh the one of the paramedics sees a pool of blood coming from a storage closet, slowly tiptoes over to open it. And basically all of the body parts of guy number two tumble out and he has been just completely torn apart, uh, mauled into all these different, yeah, torn apart and all the, all, all the pieces come rolling out. Yeah. 
And then in the corner of the storage closet, we see the bear. The bear. It's a very Jumanji-esque scene. It's like head emerges mm. from the darkness, like the lion in Jumanji. God, that yeah. movie scared me so yeah. bad when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. Me too. And it's covered in blood and growling and slowly stepping forward. And the paramedic slowly closes the door calls to the other paramedic we should go the other paramedic is using a stethoscope to check margot martindale's vitals and margot martindale <laughs> grabs the end of it and is going to and at this moment holds the end of the stethoscope to her mouth and says bear so it's really loud in the girl's ears no idea why she does this nobody would i feel like ever do this she's you can kind say, of a dick you can say bear yeah that's you true say it out loud yeah you can just say it she's right next to you she'll hear you um and then at that moment the bear busts through the door again landing on top of this other paramedic guy Paramedic one with Margot Martindale grabs her. They run out to the ambulance. She puts her in the back and gets in the front to, to drive away. They're calling out to the other guy, like, come on, can you get, get in? And he, I think there's the bag of cocaine in there and he reaches it and is able to toss it into a place that the bear gets off of him so that he can get out and get away. And the bear is preoccupied now with the bag. It might be a, it might be not a cocaine bag, but it's, I can't maybe remember. Just a, it's like a different, might be just a camping bag, but the bear associates duffel bags with cocaine now. So it's enough of a distraction that he's able to get away. Hmm. They start up the ambulance. He jumps in the back, but they leave in such a hurry that they're not able to close the back doors. So they're running or driving with the back open, screaming. And in a now high, high speed pursuit, the bear is chasing after them. And Margot Martindale's shooting at it, not getting it. And eventually we get this shot of it leaping into the air in slow motion and landing in the back of that ambulance. And now we just see from the the driving point of view of like the woman driving, uh, we see hear all these bad things happening in the back. And then the other paramedic guy like reaches forward and his wrist is, how do you describe it? It's, it's his it hand like is separates. Like, yes. It's like almost cut off and basically folds completely the Ew. other direction. It's really nasty. It reminded me of green room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and so, yeah, the bear is attacking both of them. Could a bear run as fast as a car? They So a black bear can get up to like maybe 30 miles per hour. Grizzly's a little mm. bit faster. Um, so yeah, it's possible. Um, they'd never do it in a million years. Um, <laughs> unless like it was really pissed off for some reason a grizzly would maybe chase you down. Like I've had a grizzly chase my truck down before because it was one that I had trapped and let mm. out and it was just pissed off. But like, oh not, I wasn't going that fast. Like I was going, you know, maybe 10 miles per hour or something. And you survived that. It didn't I get did. It. Yeah. <laughs> was there a reason you were only going 10 it miles per hour like, while a grizzly like was chasing rough, you? uneven terrain, you know, hard to, yeah. But Was um, that really scary? It's scary. It's like, 
when you're in a truck, you're pretty safe, but it's not something you want to have happen necessarily. Sure, and huh. it's just the bear kind of like reasserting itself because it had yeah, just gone you. through this. Fuck you, yeah, man. Exactly. <laughs> it just went through a really bad experience and it's like, yeah. hey, I'm a fucking grizzly bear. I can, you know, I can kill you kind of thing. So, but yeah, yeah. It, like a, a couple, can I like, before we finish the scene, there are a couple oh, yeah, yeah. like interesting oh my God, bear behavior bear things. Um, hit us with the bear facts. Because we do have a couple more things that happen in the scene i know but uh as far as like it chasing down that that one paramedic like it seemed like it was really focused on him they yeah. do sometimes do that like when when you encounter a bear if it's pissed off enough they do tend to focus on like one person and kind of like they'll go for that person until that threat is neutralized and they'll go for someone else so like this is kind of like more higher level if you ever have an incident with a bear, this isn't something you should have rattling around in your head because this isn't necessarily a situation anyone will ever find themselves in. But if like a bear's focused on someone, if, the, if there's other people there and they can kind of clap and get that bear's attention, it'll break its attention. It doesn't really then have like a target selected. And that works with other predators too. You don't ever want them to like focus in on one person because then it's that person's in some trouble and it's hard to break that focus. Um, the other mm. thing that was really interesting, and you know, you guys are a horror podcast, so we're going to talk about something horrific. Mm. Uh, the part where all the blood's coming out from under the door, I've always, on our podcast on Tooth and Claw, we talk a lot about like people being attacked by animals. And it's all about, you know, usually why the person made a mistake or the animals behaving naturally and the person did something wrong. But when it comes down to it, the animal that I would least want to be killed by is probably a bear because they don't like a big cat will dispatch you. It'll, it'll like bite your throat or, or separate your vertebrae or do something to kill you because it's going to want to drag you somewhere and eat you in peace. It wants to like get you out of a place where other predators might stumble on it. And then it has to compete for that kill. A bear kind of generally knows it's top dog. Doesn't really have to worry about many other animals. So a bear will literally just sit on a person and eat them. And oh like, if, this is like a rare bear that decides to be predatory. It hardly ever happens when it does though, it doesn't kill you. It just starts eating you. And like people will bleed out from that. So it, it can last 10, 15 minutes before <laughs> you actually die. Like Timothy Treadwell, the grizzly man, he, he, I got to then get to, I had to listen to a little bit of that audio oh from that God. movie. And, and he lasted a long time. Like he wasn't, um, I couldn't listen to the whole thing. Like I told my Oof. professor to turn it off, but I have his autopsy photos and everything. He was alive for a long time before he finally bled out. And then we did an episode on this woman, Cynthia Dussel Bacon, who survived a black bear attack in Alaska, but it chewed both of her arms off before she was rescued. Oh like she lost both of her arms and it just sat on her and did it. And there was nothing she could do. So this is not, it is not an animal that it's so rare. There's 800,000 black bears in North America and it's like one in a million that will kill a person. So it's like roughly every year and a half that someone dies from one of these guys. And when you think about it, it's like one in 16,000 people that will kill someone else. So you're much, 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 much more likely to be killed by a person than a bear. Yeah. But when they do decide to eat someone, it's a really, really bad way to go. Really horrible. Yeah. 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 That sounds bad. Yes. I, in the past two minutes, I think I felt my soul leave my body. <laughs> uh, 
It's not. Yeah, mm. but I don't. Okay. So on our podcast, we do a really good job of like explaining why you don't need to be afraid of these animals because there are certain, and like, I don't want to paint this really <laughs> terrible picture in this little five minute no, run but about it's this. Like, I feel like what your yeah. brain is programmed to focus on is just picturing the bad the horror. thing. Yeah. It's like totally. the Titanic. Like I can't, I can't not imagine what it would be like to die on yeah. the Titanic. Slowly dying I'm not and freezing gonna, in the water. And yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be on a, a ship like that it's <laughs> right. not going to well, happen also, to me like you but said, i like, can't help but be afraid of it it doesn't make me that doesn't make me hate no bear or think like bear it you know no it, that's how that's just how it is the thing i never want to do is like make someone too scared to then go out and enjoy the great right. outdoors or like or go out and have a fear of an animal that they don't need to be afraid of because if mm -hmm. you are prepared for these kind of encounters bear spray bear spray <laughs> try, you know hiking in groups making noise those kind of things you don't you can then if you see a bear you get to enjoy that experience you get to actually like yeah. see how beautiful amazing, curious, like wonderful these animals are. And I like on any given summer, I see hundreds of bears and I, I never once have had a situation where I felt it was out of my control. I've never mm. once felt like, Oh, I'm in a lot of trouble here. So, um, it's, you know, it's, it's easy to do. It's just some simple, little things that you can learn by listening to my podcast, mm -hmm. uh, but it's not, it's not hard. And so I don't want to scare people, but it, it is just so you know, you don't want to go this way. It's a bad way to go. Really yeah. Don't. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, that might now be my number one worst possible way to go. It's, it's bad. It's worse than any other animal in my, in my opinion. Like I'd much rather get killed by a shark or a lion or something like that than, than a bear. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Sorry. Yeah. We can get back to the movie. It's, uh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to know. And also, it's like, it's, yeah, we just like, we talk about scary movies and all these, you know, things that humans read in that so twisted, this movie that I made. It's like, well, actually, the scariest possible thing is like, actually, what would happen if a bear killed you? Totally. Like a real, like a thing that's real. I, I, that's that. It's like the scariest thing I've well, ever heard. It's and something just, we like, all real. have like deep inside of us too, because well, instinctual fear of yeah. Ancient man used to have to deal with these things on a day to day basis, and so it's still inside of us. Like when you see a bear, you still get that shot of adrenaline, and you kind of like feel these like primal feelings that you haven't felt. And I'm like, that's something that's addictive to me. But like, I think. You can have that feeling. You can see an animal that we have such a rich, long history with in a safe manner. And yeah, so and that's like, that's my mission is to prepare people for that. Anyway. Oh, Emily's, doing, so, Emily's doing real well. <laughs> so Margo falls out of the ambulance. Super, and her face. <laughs> falls out of the ambulance. Okay, yeah, sure. Her little, um, what do you call, gurney thing flies out and flips. <laughs> flies. Yeah, basically, because the the, yeah. the ambulance is still going full speed and she lands face first on concrete and basically grinds her face <gasps> to death. <laughs> she, she's yeah. dead. Oh, yikes. Uh, it's pretty nasty. But I will say the violence is it's not like super realistic looking. Yeah, it's kind of cornball violence. Yeah. It's, yeah. So it's yeah. it's manageable. But those were the this was the scene. I feel like that went hardest with some of those violence and yeah. gore. 
um, which is why it's my favorite scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the the bear kills. Uh, Margot's dead. Bear kills the guy, and then the other paramedic driving the ambulance screams and in being distracted by it everything that's happening drives full speed into a tree flies out the window and she also dies so damn all of them done so oof bear walks away somewhat unscathed (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. bear's fine (laughs) yeah yeah and we see that dd is in the bear den like a cave Oh, boy. We don't know how. Like, did she get chased into the cave? Did it take her into the cave? We don't know. We don't know. Okay. Yeah. And we'll never know. (laughs) No. (laughs) Doesn't matter. And (laughs) we see that Carrie Russell and Henry are, like, getting pretty close to them or close to finding her. And but then we go back to the gazebo and they... uh, wake up the bear or they're like pushing it to see if it's dead did it die on him and it wakes up and it smells cocaine i think and they somehow put together that this bear loves cocaine and the detective on wait so there are two bears no it's the same bear oh it's the same bear we're just cutting back and forth in time oh then i must have it must have not cut this scene up. Sorry, that's my that's my bad. Okay, yeah, I, mean, it doesn't I can't matter. remember. It, it doesn't shows matter, back up. It's the one gazebo. bear. It's one yeah. bear. Okay, great, great, great. yeah. And so they are. The detective cuts a hole in the cocaine and is like pouring it off the side of the gazebo to distract it to get it away from these guys, and then throws another uh, brick of cocaine down. We see a shot of the bear kind of running, and it's like it's showered in cocaine, looking absolutely delighted. Like yeah. <laughs> it's. It was uh, kind of funny too. The detective and these like criminals. Um, call a truce, which I liked. Yes. They were just like, truce. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're just like There's buddies. There's more pressing yeah. Yeah, they issues both here. instantly agree to it, which I really liked. It didn't have to do this like back and forth. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah, truce. Enemy of my enemy sort of situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the bear eats the other brick of cocaine like fully. It's not open, just eats the whole, the, the whole thing. And they all look at it like, what the fuck is that going to do? Uh, they're trying to decide if they should shoot it. Detective says, no, let's see what kind of effect <laughs> that has on it. <laughs> For some reason, he's just a little curious. Um, or also probably thinks that it's going to kill him because it would. It would. Absolutely. <laughs> it would. It would. <laughs> and it doesn't. It, the, the bear just is rolling around now on the floor in a way that we'll never know if real cocaine would do because we don't yeah, we're, not, we're experts. not experts in that but so we'll never know i think it grabs the duffel bag or maybe the detective throws the duffel bag down to it just like the situation is seeming like we need to get this bear out of here it's obviously very dangerous and so i think he throws the whole duffel bag down bear grabs it and runs off with it presumably back to the <gasps> den the den yes So now the detective and the two guys are standing in another little standoff with their guns pointed at each other. And they're like, we're leaving. We got to go get the cocaine. And detective's like, no, you're not leaving. You're under arrest. And then the detective gets shot in the stomach. And Eddie looks at David like, what the fuck, man? And David 
that's like, I didn't do that. That wasn't me. We see that Ray Liotta has arrived and he had a little sniper and he Mm -hmm. shot him and in the car with Ray Liotta is the other officer and the dog that she was dog sitting and she They're in on it. She works for them. <gasps> She's a crooked cop. Crooked. Don't really know why. What does this <laughs> doesn't add play any to part anything? In the story. It just is yeah. a plot line that they wrote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for some reason. Well, we wrote it, so we got to do it. It's in the movie. Yep. <laughs> and as the detective is laying there dying, like bleeding out, he's having, he's, at, he sees her and he looks betrayed, but then he's asking about his dog. Like, is the dog okay? This dog that he just got that he doesn't like. He doesn't like. And he then lays back and he's seeing these visions of the dog and kind of dies dreaming about the dog and is smiling like oh my dog and he dies in his he came full okay. circle on the dog yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god and so now all of our remaining characters are heading to that bear den they're in pursuit of, they need to get the cocaine back and they uh care russell needs her daughter back so we're all culminating in this one place and uh carrie russell and henry obviously get there first uh and we see that there are two little bear cubs that are also also cocaine addicts yeah yeah coked out covered mm. in covered in white powder yeah, i hate to see it <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a devastating Tragic, really. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they find dd Dee Dee. she's fine she says that the bear cubs are harmless um they're just focused on playing with each other and getting high on cocaine can't blame them. How dangerous are bear cubs, Wes? Not. Uh, these ones are probably like, I would guess they're, you know, five or six months old would be my guess. And mm-hmm. if you were to pick one up, it would mess you up. It would like, it would claw you and bite you and, and you would get some cuts, but it would never attack a person. It would run from you. It, it would be an animal. The only way it would hurt you is if you tried to like grab it and hold it. And sure. I, I did, I picked Which, one up once know, and it, it got me pretty good. So it's like, mm. you don't want to mess with them, but it, I mean, a kitten will like fuck you up with right. those sharp little claws and they'll just, you know, bite at you and stuff. Somewhat and, similar, honestly. So yeah. yeah. Bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And right. so they're about to grab Dee Dee and get out of there when the other crew arrives and they have guns and they seem dangerous. And so Carrie Russell and the kids turn around and start going deeper into the cave to look for another exit and come out the other side uh, where there is a a waterfall, the waterfall, I think. (gasps) Wow. Yeah, it is. And then they sit down and start to paint. (laughs) They're behind it. Yeah. They're like behind the waterfall, kind of like in um, the second Jurassic Park movie. (laughs) Anyone? (laughs) Where the T-Rex sticks its head through. Okay. But I can imagine what being behind, but yeah. you know, aware of that is behind yeah. the waterfall. You know, the You've side, the Disneyland. rock side, not the water side. Totally. No, the pool, pool side. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you got it. There's also, yeah, I get it. I get there's it. a weird part. They like come upon the surviving camper, uh, Tormund from the beginning. Oh, yeah. He's very, um, looks still 
I don't know what he's doing. He's kind of just sitting there like freaked out. Like shell shocked. Yeah. 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 And they, I don't know, just walk past him again. It's just, I guess, to see him again. He doesn't and really he serve He shows any. up later dead. Because they like mm. one of the the other officer like trips uh-huh. over his his carcass. Yes, and, which like, they falls for some reason it. show us in a flashback as that right. group arrives at the cave. They yeah. say, "Hey, let's maybe think about this. Remember that dead guy we saw?" And it flashes back to that scene, which is just yeah. a very bizarre storytelling choice. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if that was something that was done in editing because it didn't. There's no other flashbacks <laughs> hey, in this movie. Wait, I yeah, feel they're like. probably like, "Oh fuck, we forgot about the hiker." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is there a way we can put <laughs> him what in it felt now? like to me was yeah. they were just like, "Oh shit," or like, "How do we get ten minutes out of this movie? Let's just not show that scene and then show it like we just a flash right. put it in, in a, a little bit." Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, okay, they arrive at everyone. Everyone is now at the cave and eventually the um, Ray Liotta and the other guys come also out to the waterfall side. There's one of the duffel bags full of cocaine is hanging on a branch right outside, uh, like right by the waterfall, but it's just barely out of reach. They're trying to get it. The bear cubs are like running around at their feet, looking like cute and playful, but Ray Liotta's, he's an asshole and he's kicking at them being like, get out of here. And there's, this is where there's, it's kind of trying to all of a sudden have this theme of motherhood of like, we're seeing Carrie Russell and her two kids, like, and this understanding about cocaine at all. (laughs) This is a movie about about motherhood now. Just real shoehorned in and <laughs> completely unearned. And yeah, just, just feels very out of place. Uh, and Carrie Russell, uh, uh, I think as Ray Liotta is kicking the bears, the mama bear hears it and arrives and she's pissed. She's pissed. Obviously, she's above above them on a ledge uh, and is like starting to climb down. And Carrie Russell says to the two kids, uh, let's jump like we'll be fine, which is was seemed really crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a big assumption because it doesn't seem like she's ever been to this waterfall no. before. Like yeah. you don't. Uh, I feel like. Yeah. Even I think that's just like one of my fears is is like jumping from high heights whenever they were uh, at to like a, a rocky. Yeah. No, even if it's at a lake or something, like I get freaked out jumping off like a high rock ledge yeah, into like water because you can't, you don't know how deep it is. But even if I'm seeing people doing it, like it still feels really scary. And she's kind of just, to, I mean, to be fair, their options are. I guess not you're, yeah, great, it's like bear or. But she just is, seems 100% confident, like, do it, it's going to be fine. Maybe she's portraying that for the kids because she's a good mother and this is a movie about motherhood. <laughs> but they jump into the water and they do survive and it is fine. But I just thought. I don't know if I've been able to make <laughs> that know that <laughs> call so easily. Um, and then there's kind of a confrontation between Ray Liotta and his son, Eddie, where they're airing their emotional baggage a bit. That also just isn't like, I don't care at all about care. it. Doesn't matter what it is. This movie's about mothers. It's not about fathers. Yeah, we're not into <laughs> this relationship. I don't I don't know how I'm supposed to feel right now. It's very clear that 
uh, Ray, this is not an emotional journey we've been no, on. But no, but it's like Ray Liotta cares about the drugs more than he cares about his son. It's becoming evident that he's probably not going to survive this because of his insistence on not le- wanting to leave the drugs behind. I think Eddie's being like, yeah. we got to leave him. We got to jump. And he's like, no, I'm I'm staying. And so he's under the gun with the Colombians. He's yeah. got to get them their drugs. Yeah. Yeah. For their money. He's already lost a lot of them. He has. Yes. Cut your losses, Ray Liotta. Jump yep, from that yeah. waterfall. Yep. So Eddie and David jump. Fake your own death. Pretend the bear got you. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Start a new life. Wouldn't be hard. Yeah. But they jump. Ray Liotta does not jump. The bear gets to him and at some point he shoots it and it falls to the ledge and it seems like it's dead. It 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 collapses, looks dead. Sad. Mm-hmm. And then some little sprinkle of cocaine, I think, in the fight or whatever, like puffs out of the bag and drifts down to the bear's nose. <gasps> it's all he needed. <laughs> Sorry, mother. Resuscitating her. And she jumps up and gets back to Ray Liotta, slashes his belly, I think, and kind of just spits out the bullet on her way up. Oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. Ba- so badass. Mothers badass. are so strong yeah. and powerful. So <laughs> There's nothing a mother can't do to defend her children. <laughs> and uh, then, yeah, disembowels him and basically feeds his intestines to the little bear cubs. They're also uh, uh, getting in on the cocaine as well. So it's a little cocaine and Ray Liotta feast. Little drug orgy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's come out on top. Uh, and... Um, then I think we just see the, the rest of the crew at the coming out of the water that everyone has survived. Uh, David has been shot, but there's a very, it's a very weird part. This was maybe the weirdest thing for me in a very weird movie. There's mm-hmm. a part where like David and Eddie are talking and like David's been shot. He gets like hurt throughout the movie. I think he was kind of like a punching bag. And so he's like holding his gun wound and Carrie Russell and the kids had like, you'd seen them like leaving the water kind of, or like going downstream. And then all of a sudden she like pops out of the water in front of them. Like she'd been swimming underwater and then like Mm. her head shoots up out of the water in front of David and Eddie. And and then the, she's like, here, I'll help with that. And the little boy's like, she's a nurse. But it was so strange to me that like, I think they were trying to get an extra jump scare of her like popping up out of the water. But it was like, oh, so, so she swam underwater to approach these two just to like pop up in front of them. Hey. It's very strange. Yeah. Oh that's when yeah, I was like, okay, weird. fuck, I've I've had it with this movie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what this movie's trying to do. Yeah. And yeah. it's also just that him being shot has no real stakes or purpose either she's just no. kind of like and he got stabbed a, before too, a nurse right? and she tends and to lost it. his fingers yeah yeah oh right and he's had a hard day yes. yeah so all his wounds are are bandaged up and he's gonna be fine and they're they're going their separate ways and carrie and the kids go home and they're the the daughter's like sorry for being a, a brat earlier or something they get some closure there that again we don't care at all about and Sure. And then Eddie and David are walking back to their truck and the crooked cop lady walks up and gives them the dog 
for some reason. And yeah. Eddie. Eddie's healed. Eddie. Yeah, this, this is dog. for Eddie's healing. And him and his son are wow. now going to raise this dog. Incredible. And then I think it's that's basically it. And then there's two like credits, mid credit scenes that I get. It's I guess I don't yeah. know. They're, they're both. I'll be honest. I I was like halfway out of the theater by the time the first credit <laughs> scene came up because it was like fair. this was a movie where I immediately popped up and was like, okay, I'm out of here. I watched the first one, which was my favorite character. Yep. The um like the art punk hooligan. Yep. Yeah, and he. I can't even remember what happened. He was like He's walking on the road. hitchhiking and he has okay. one of the duffel bags of cocaine and he gets a, a, a farmer or like someone that's carrying a, a bunch of sheep in the back stops to pick him up and he tosses the cocaine back there and gets in the seat with him and then says, wait, 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 stops the car, gets out and grabs the cocaine and brings him in, brings it in the seat in front of him and kind of looks at the sheep suspiciously like we don't want any cocaine uh, sheep. God. It's a very dumb joke. <laughs> and then there's, of course... A joke it goes back to credits and then back to another scene of we see Didn't Eddie see and David, I think, arriving like with the dog somewhere. And of course, the dog eats uh, David's fingers. And Got it. Yep. Oh, we sure. had to have that okay. in there. But yeah. that's it. Poor that's- David. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> Those fingers aren't going to do anything for him at this point. Reattaching no, fingers dead. seems so crazy. I was thinking about that. Like, I feel like, how do I feel they like you'd have do to do it, it like right away. So mm, I've learned a oh bit my about God. this okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can reattach body parts after they've died sometimes or not completely dead, but when the limb or whatever is almost dead, but they have to get it alive first. So sometimes what they'll do is like graft it onto the person's arm or stomach or something. Oh my God. And so feed it into those vessels. Yeah. So we just did a story about oh. a guy who had lost almost his entire face to a bear. And when they found him, they found his nose on the ground with like his mustache attached. <gasps> and the guy picked it up and put it in his pocket and doctors attached it to his arm. <gasps> and he had it there for like years before what? it was finally ready to put back on his face. Oh, yeah. my God. That's <laughs> yeah. so crazy. Human bodies what? are insane. Yeah, what? it's wild. Yeah. So it's it, it is like, possible. Why could it be? But, like, if it can be reattached somewhere to come back to life, why can't it be reattached where you want it? I'm not. I think it's because there's so much other constructive stuff that has to be done first to, like, put it back in that uh, spot. Like, so it's just yeah, like to keep it, it. It's like a plant. Right. It's to just, like, keep it. To keep it alive while they're, like, fixing everything else. And then it's kind of like the the last little flourish, you know, putting that nose back. Oh my gosh, it's this like guy. Crimes of the Future, the ear guy with all the ears all over him. I haven't seen it yet. I need to see it. You well, then you have to take guy. the nose <laughs> off the arm where you had it. Yeah, which is like, oh, this guy did just years of surgeries, yeah. um, tons of like reconstruction. I will say this, like, Sammy, when you were talking about um, gore, <laughs> If you ever are just in a really morbid mood, there are some crazy photos online of people who have had their faces absolutely removed by bears and survived. Um, There's one in particular. We haven't done a story yet. Absolutely removed. Everything is is gone. You just said Jesus Christ. Everything. It's like the gnarliest stuff. And 
and they survive, but then like go through just years and years. And and that's why I say like, even if a bear doesn't kill you, it can absolutely change your life. Yeah. Um, so you just, yeah, you, you want to be real careful. You don't want your face torn off by a bear. Seems less fun when it's real. I don't know if that's the kind of gore I'm it's after. Not, I don't think, yeah, don't. <laughs> Honestly, everyone oh out there listening, it, don't look these up unless, because I promise you it's, it's worse than what you're imagining. Yeah. Just so you know. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Wes, I gotta say, I gotta say, <laughs> I am. Fi- I find it so fascinating, and like, I'm not. I, I feel like I have like a the only animal I have like a fear fear of that is unreasonable is is sharks. Other than that, I have like a very. That's reasonable. I'm not really scared of any animals, but I have like a respect for that. You know, I don't want to be attacked by one and I will. Ne- I don't know. I want to put myself in a position to, but like hearing about bear attacks, like doesn't make me scared of bears, Goodness. if that makes sense. Yeah. But listening to your podcast is maybe the most fucked up I've been from listening to <laughs> anything. I listened to because I think when you came on, you recommended what Night of the Grizzlies, Night of the Grizzlies. like the yeah. first grizzly attacks that happened in where the was first it? fatal grizzly attacks in Glacier National Park. Yeah. Grizzly attacks. And <laughs> I was so destroyed over it. It's a sad I couldn't one. stop listening. Yeah. I, I couldn't. And like I could. And it's a two parter. Couldn't stop listening. Yeah. I would like listen to part of it and I would I would like be so fucked up and I would t- I would talk to my boyfriend about it and I'd be like, I just listened to another part of this grizzly <laughs> attack story. And he was like, That's What are you we're doing? For. <laughs> but I like couldn't I like I couldn't stop, but also it's like it's so much worse than horror movies. It's like yeah. so much worse. Yeah, the thing like the thing about it though, the thing that we're trying really hard Ooh. to do is that when you read that blurb in the newspaper or like on, you yeah. know, like any news site, it's always like, you know, woman stalked by bear or women mauled by bloodthirsty bear, you know, but yeah. like even the one you're talking about in Night of the Grizzlies, it was like, those are f- bears that have been fed and conditioned. Oh my God. It's like, so obviously people's fault. Right. It's crazy. And there, there was this whole, like this whole circumstance of months in the building to lead to that death. Yeah. And it's like, once you understand that there's all these little complicated cogs and pieces that go into these interactions and you realize like, okay, I, I just need to pay attention to these warning signs and I need to pay attention to the animal's behavior and these different things. It, even though it, the stories themselves and the gore and all that is scary, all of those details give you the confidence that you need to like actually feel more aware and mm-hmm. confident around these animals. And that's kind of and our to goal. To not make those mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And I was really nervous starting the podcast because I'm a biologist. I want people to care about animals and love animals. I was nervous that we would be scaring people and that people would be you know, that this would make people see animals negatively. And that was like, from the start, my goal was to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. And it's been shocking that people have really responded the way that we wanted and that it, we get messages constantly from people saying, I feel so much more confident going outside now that I know exactly what I should do. Should I ever be unlucky enough? Feel like random and senseless the way right. that like violence can when like you said like you're like so much more movie. likely to be killed by a person <laughs> yeah or like this movie um it's just it's not they're not like animals don't have like violent and malicious intent they're not it's not like how yeah they like, can get pissed like, off we, the only thing we can do is outthink a bear right they're right. not like plotting your demise no <laughs> um, yeah but it is. 
I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> Real, it's. I mean, it's and it, it's so you do so clearly like come at it from a perspective of respect for animals. It's so obvious. Um, it's just like you know, real shit is. Yeah, it's scary. So really? scary. Yeah. Totally. Nothing a little, nothing. If you ever get hurt, if you ever have your face ripped off by a bear, just do a bump of cocaine and you'll be fine. That's what we learned from and this movie. F- yeah. You get fine. rejuvenated. You'll be okay. It'll bring you right back to life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. Well, th- I mean, once again, this movie would have been so boring. We're, we're not able to fill it with bear facts. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy so to, you, you know, I'm happy to be the official like animal reach out for you. Are, you absolutely are. We, and we had listeners. We had listeners be like, oh, you have to do cocaine burn. You have to bring yeah. us back. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. yeah I, I was happy <laughs> to get the call. Uh, I'm here. I'm here for you. Whenever you need me to break down Thank some you. animal facts, I'm around. Thank you so much, Wes. Um, uh, and yeah. yeah, I guess just tell the remind the listeners where they can find tooth and claw and and you mm-hmm. they want to follow yeah, you you can find tooth and claw on any podcast platform um like we just mentioned i think a really good starting point is our three-part series on night of the grizzlies um but really it, pick an animal that you're most fascinated in listen to that episode we've really enjoyed making it and yeah it's it's out there and we'd love to hear what you think about it yeah, check it out. Wes, mm. I want to have you back for a shark movie next time. Sharks are my favorite animal. Emily's terrified of them. I love, I love sharks. My biggest yeah. fear. Yeah, Let's do that it. would be, I think it would be important. I think it would be important. Yeah, for they're us a top to animal do. for me, probably number two. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy to talk sharks. I got, a, I do have a lot of respect for them. They, it's just a lot. It's just, you know, there's a lot about it. It's an environment the, we're not comfortable in. Yeah, it's they're scary. in the ocean and I yeah. don't, I don't the like that. The ocean is it's, so scary. That's where Titanic sank. That's where the Titanic sank. It all comes back to the Titanic. Yeah, it always does. The ocean was the enemy of the Titanic. Yeah, I'm, I can talk sharks about as long as I can talk bears. So anytime. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll, have to we'll do definitely it. have you back. All right, thank you. And yeah, we sign off with a voice. This uh, we didn't really do a lot of voices, but they are in Georgia, so there is an accent. And let me think. Or in the trailer, what does he say? That's the kind of. Oh my God, what was that? It's the kind of thing that <laughs> sticks with a man forever. Okay, so from all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch, kind of, I don't know, got a little weird there, but goodbye. Good, goodbye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And if one episode a week just is not enough for you, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast to become a patron and receive all sorts of extra goodies from us, including bonus episodes, trailer reactions, and more. And no matter what, we will see you right here next week for another episode. We love you so much. Bye. That was a headgum podcast.